Purgatory, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season four, episode seven, You Had Me at Goodbye. Oh, this is a hard one. one. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I told someone on Twitter the other day that we were kind of both dreading this because it's so sad. (laughs) So here we go. We're going to get into it. Okay. Written by Zach Estrin and Chris Levinson. Zach Estrin is now the executive producer of Lost in Space, which Mm. um, is written partially by the husband of a friend of mine. Um, Directed by John Baring, who directed episodes of the vampire diaries the 100 Mm -hmm. grim gotham and blue bloods are among many more um this originally aired on november 15th 2000 okay the description from wikipedia while andy is recovering from her near fatal drug overdose at the party it was a rave Um, Jack is blaming Jen for the whole incident and is refusing to talk to her. Jen blames Drew for her life falling apart when he turns to Grams and the whole town, when he turns Grams and the whole town against her by telling everyone that they intentionally gave Andy the drugs. I mean... Drew's a piece of shit in this episode. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. (laughs) Totally. After Andy comes home from the hospital... Yeah. (laughs) He sucks. (laughs) Um, After Andy comes home from the hospital, her dad offers her the chance to spend the rest of the school year in Italy with her aunt, telling her that she has more than enough credits to graduate. Andy decides to go and plans a goodbye dinner with the whole gang. She tells them how important life is and to not waste valuable time with useless bickering. Jack and Jen get things straight, and Andy tricks Dawson and Pacey into playing nice with each other. Eh, I don't know if that's <laughs> the most accurate description, but okay. Um, okay, my history's mysteries. November 16th, 2000, one mm-hmm. William Jefferson Clinton becomes the first sitting U.S. president to visit Vietnam. Hmm. Interesting. I, too, have lofty uh, aspirations to go to Vietnam someday. I would really like to. <laughs> me too. The, the Mekong Delta is really calling to me. Um, yeah. Someday. I know. I almost went there when I went to Cambodia, but I went to Thailand instead. Yeah. I mean, you I can take like a boat from it, Cambodia, to, you know, to Thailand or to Vietnam. But anyways. Yeah. I know. Fantasizing. I want to go. I want to go. <laughs> just, I'm just putting it out into the universe. Um, <laughs> November 17th, 2000, the Supreme Court of Florida prevents Florida Secretary of State Catherine Harris, may she rot in hell, from certifying the election results, allowing recounting to continue. Uh, so that was the 2000 election, which was still going on as of November 17th. Um, and Catherine Harris, man, girl, <laughs> you really suck. Um, <laughs> although Laura Dern as Catherine Harris in the HBO movie, what's it? Yeah. Do you remember what it was called? Recount, recount. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's great because Laura Dern she's is a queen. great in everything. <laughs> and yeah, it was her birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to Laura Dern. 
um, oh, light really? of my life. Yeah. Um, so same birthday as Charles. Oh, really? It was Charles' birthday yesterday. Yeah. I don't think. Oh, I did know that. I saw that on your Instagram. Tell him happy birthday from me. Um, okay. So number one movie is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey. Oh wow. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas I broke know if home. I've seen that. It's. I mean, it's good. It's good. I mean, it's not okay. the cartoon, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, I was always like, why? They already <laughs> made the masterpiece. <laughs> I, that's how I feel about a lot of those, like, live action things. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, don't come at us. That's just our opinion. <laughs> if you love them, we're so happy for you. Um, how the Grinch Stole Christmas broke Home Alone 2 lost in New York's record of $31.1 million for the highest weekend debut for a Christmas theme film hmm. and X-Men's record for of $54.4 million for the highest weekend debut for a non-sequel. So there you <laughs> okay, go. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, it's going to be with us for a little bit. Um, I okay. So, number one song, which will also be with us for quite some time, <laughs> possibly making up for the end of last, last year's <laughs> oh, yeah. song we couldn't get rid of. Seriously. This one is none other than The Brilliant Independent Women, part yes. one, by yes. Destiny's Child. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Beyonce, but are we not still waiting for a part two of Independent Women? <laughs> We're here, girl. We're waiting. We've been waiting for We've been waiting. 23 years. <laughs> 21 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Independent Women Part 1. I mean, you know, Destiny's Child, look, that was a, a mood and a time and a place. And God, I, I'm so thankful that we lived through it that yeah, part. Yeah, for reals. For reals. Okay, Aaron. So we open in the college counselor's office. Yeah. Where Joey is. Was it the same lady? Yeah. It I was. Got, okay. I was like, I didn't clock. Yeah, her well, face it is. Before, it's the same lady. Is it they, the same person? They got, they got her back. They got her back <laughs> for this one. Joey's like, <laughs> the college she's, counselor's like, you got that deer in the headlights look. Yeah, girl. she's like stunned and so nervous. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> Joey tells her that she's like thinking of running away to join the circus instead of dealing with all this shit, which tracks. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and the counselor's like, well, you know, you're almost done, but I just need one more thing from you, which is your For peer your Williams recommendation. College, your Williams College application. <laughs> peer recommendation. What? And it needs to be from the person who knows you best. And what like, this, this is, is not a thing. This is not real. That's not a thing. <laughs> Just so we're clear about how the premise of this episode is based on nothing. I know. This isn't like, a thing. I need to like call Williams College and fact check this. This is I unbelievable. <laughs> Even at the time, it was unbelievable. I mean, like we obviously were applying for college at the time, Julie and I. So like, yeah. you're like what i don't know anyone who's had to do this a peer review i'm like girl all my peers are having meltdowns about their own college shit or or have too much work to write another essay are you kidding me (laughs) or are like desperately trying to ask their teachers in a timely manner to give them a letter of recommendation exactly yeah 
Um, so this college lady is like, you know, you've got the easy part, Joe. You just have to ask someone. And it's like, <laughs> lady, if you only knew how much that's not the easy part. Well, she doesn't even offer her advice. Like, yeah, I don't know. She takes her on this like guided meditation and like oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. tells her to like close her eyes and like calm down and like, you know, just like sure who. Yeah. Yeah. Super whatever, <laughs> like checks out for this you know, checks out. Okay. <laughs> but whatever. Side. And yeah. then, you know, she's like, open your eyes and um, who, who thought of you best or whatever. Who, who and like, you that's think? not yeah. good advice. Like she needs to guide her as to like what that means. Like this, yeah. if you have to do a peer recommendation, you need to think about like, well, what do they want me to say in this? And who can articulate that in the correct way? You know, like there's totally. more of a calculation here than like the abstract converse, like, question of who knows you best like it's totally absurd that's I love that point Aaron because there's also this part of me that's like yeah I mean and I mean no offense by this but like clearly what she is like thinking is like it's between Dawson and Pacey yeah um Jen no consideration even though Jen knows Joey pretty fucking well so does Andy I mean I would be thinking of all my friends I like honestly think Andy would be the one I would ask because she would know exactly what they wanted to hear and say it in the best way possible bingo bingo and that's the thing is that it's like a college like Williams College you know like as much as I love Pacey and I think that Pacey would write a, a wonderful write something wonderful about joey Mm -hmm. there's like a part of me that's like i get it pacey is not like a college-bound person who understands what goes into something like this or what they're looking for like they don't want to know like how like talented she is and like about her i don't know like you you know what i mean like it's just like it's like a it's like a it's a classist question that they're asking so it gets like a classist, it's a classist racist a, question that they're yeah. asking and it's like some it's a bunch of bullshit and it's not a real thing yeah anyway we go to the credits <laughs> and uh and and we go then we go to andy's house which is where pacey is uh yeah. bringing andy her schoolwork yeah yeah so sweet so uh the sweetest and he's like you know oh mcphee i'm like so tired of lugging yeah. shit around and she's like, like are you ever coming back to school yeah and she's just like i don't want to be the girl that like od'd and had like a chemical meltdown <laughs> yeah like, yeah this is just too humiliating you know <laughs> i mean and which tracks i mean yeah tracks <laughs> and they kind of have this back and forth about like what's gonna happen and when she goes back to school and pacey's like the thing is like these kids at school like eventually do forgive stupid shit like hello i show up to school every day and i'm yeah. okay so it's gonna be clearly like a forgive new scandal it. like you know <laughs> which also tracks yeah <laughs> and andy's like you know then she kind of is like look pacey like everyone's been really great about coming to visit me here but like yeah you're all coming but, like, alone yeah, so what's going on yeah. here, you know? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, and you all Casey are coming alone. Like, no one's talking to each other. And, like, yeah. you're not really talking about each other when you come to visit me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And Pacey kind of, like, sits down and explains to her abstractly that, like, everyone is mad at each other and yeah. they're blaming Jen for this situation. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, okay. he, I will say he doesn't, he says, like, it's not just Jack and Jen, like, nobody is, like, talking to each other. Everyone's yeah. kind of, you know, whatever. And then, like, yeah, it's, like, 
the, everyone's blaming Jen and Andy, like rightfully so, is like fuck Why that shit. Is like what? Like, Why would you blame Jen? Not Jen's fault. This is not her fault. Like what is happening? You know, like and Andy's like, don't you think everyone should just move on and like you know? And Andy picks up the phone. She's like, I'm gonna call Jen. Like I'm gonna talk to her about this. You know, right? And Pacey's like, maybe you shouldn't get involved in trying to fix these friendships. Okay, at two Pacey, because he stabs me right it's- in the chest. Because he's like, not all friendships need to be saved. And like, I'm like, Pacey, like, you are Jen's friend too. And in fact, you're yeah. a great friend. You've been a great friend to Jen. Do not. Yeah, that's sir. what I mean. Is like, we're supposed to take away from that that Pacey also believes that this is Jen's fault that yeah. Andy took the ecstasy, even though Andy's like, no, I did it on my own. Right. <laughs> this is my fault. This is not Jen's fault. Like, you know, that it's, it, I it know. feels unbelievable to me. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree, but I was also like, <laughs> sir no like i think we're supposed to think he's really just talking about like he's not going to fix his relationship with dawson Dawson. yeah like i think that that's what the show wants us to get out of that but like the way i took it was like oh you're on this whack-ass shit like moralizing jen for like being in possession of drugs not even doing them like okay (laughs) because paisley's like oh you know like there are these people that spend time in your life, but like, then you move on. And isn't this what, isn't that what this year is about is like moving on. And like, I was like, okay, so you're not talking about Jen. (laughs) Yeah. That seems like you're talking about someone else entirely. Yeah. And then Andy comes in and is like, you know, we can move on without like moving away from each other. And like, that is absolutely true. And you know, as people who are now in their late late 30s hate to admit that Um, (laughs) but like you know the people who stick with you are the people who let you grow and change you know it's like those are the people that you remain friends with yeah you know so so it's weird and like I can't tell if maybe Pacey's just like trying to make sure that she's not talking about him because she did kind of admit that she wasn't over him and he's the love of her life or whatever. So like maybe there's that at play too, but it's fucking weird. (laughs) And I don't like the fact that everyone's blaming Jen for like no reason. It doesn't make sense whatsoever. Like my just head would have never gone there. Like I could like last episode, I could see Jack being mad at her in like in the The adrenaline of the situation, but Mm -hmm. then being like, talking to Andy and be like oh okay <laughs> and then well, on. Like, there's this part of it that's like she's Andy's unconscious and Jen's the one that knows that she took ecstasy and like I could see being yeah. like, like there's a world in which you're like you're mad at that like why did you know this and I yeah. didn't yeah and then yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah after after Andy wakes up data yeah it's like okay <laughs> never mind it says like I stole it from Jen without her knowing <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> You'd be like, I have an apology I need to make. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. I gotta go talk to someone. Um, so so we go to the credits, or no, that we've already been at the credits, sorry. Um, so then Dawson, we go to Dawson, who's painting Mr. Brooks' house and like has apparently just finished. And like Mr. Brooks is gonna be a real dick about it. <laughs> like it's really like I kind of I mean, like these two Mr. deserve Brooks each other, I gotta say. So awesome. Yeah, he just comes over and drops some like crotchety truth that's like <laughs> over the top. Like Yeah, you use cheap paint Mr. tonight. Brooke. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. And like there's and a part like, of me that's like, I'm I, I'm always here for Dawson not having 
praise heaped on him because I think it's good for him Mm -hmm. to not constantly have praise heaped on him. Um, And Mr. Brooks is kind of like, well, you know, this paint job doesn't make up for my boat. So, like, you also need to whitewash my fence. Yeah. (laughs) And Dawson's like, sorry, go ahead. It's no. Yeah. Dawson's kind of like shocked that he hasn't been forgiven for doing the right thing that he yeah. can't just do whatever he wants even if it's like you stole a fucking boat like yeah there's two parts to this you stole a boat maybe like, to save your friend but you still stole a boat so there should be consequences to that right. so like watching him be stunned at consequences while like we're led to believe that he has been icing jen for like <laughs> some <laughs> something that wasn't her fault is like pretty stunning to watch yeah well and also my thing is like you know i i get being peeved if you're dawson that your friends aren't there helping but also like how many times have they bailed you out of some situation like it's not i just don't think we've ever seen him ask his friends to help him so like i don't really like to me that part doesn't matter I mean, f- fair point, fair point. And, but like Dawson's like, you know, dude, like I got to do my college applications. Like I haven't even touched them yet. And Mr. Brooks, like, <laughs> I think Don't that's care. a waste of time for you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of amazing. And and then he says, if you want me to not press charges, you're going to have to whitewash my fans. And there's this part of me that's like, I, I'm I'm on the fence because like there's a part of me that's like Mr. Brooks kind of is being an asshole like yeah definitely and there's this part of me that's like where are Mitch and Gail like <laughs> if if some old dude was mad at me for doing something like this like my mother would definitely be involved in whatever negotiations were happening about yeah, because like, he's like constantly moving the goalpost of like what his debt is so that's absolutely twisted absolutely and like and like school is his number one priority sorry mr brooks (laughs) you know like totally doesn't make any sense i mean i definitely agree that like him constantly being oh and then do this do that it's like yeah yeah, no 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 no, that's not how this works you know yeah and like I mean, my mother would be like in this guy's face. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to know if we're supposed to think that he's like a well-known, like, you know, citizen of Cape Side that like Gail kind of knows him or something Mm -hmm. like that. Because like if some random dude was like constantly moving the goalpost of and like making me stay at his house longer, my parents would be like hard pass. (laughs) Like, how much did just pay you? Like, I don't know why they just didn't pay him, to be honest. I I mean... (laughs) I, I mean i, I had that question story too. but like right, it just right, right. doesn't make sense <laughs> I, I had that question too and i i was like i had this moment where i was like what would my mother do and i was like first of all if anyone treated me like this my mother would be screaming in their faces mm-hmm. like you know um but then also like yeah i feel like people would just be paid things and then we would yeah. get past it Anyway, so we go to school where Jen is in a camo shirt. Um, <laughs> and here we were in the camo times. Uh, thank God I never got on that that train. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, she's at her locker and she looks really sad. And then yeah. she sees Jack like across the hallway to like connect eyes and he like stares her down yeah. <laughs> and it's like super Jack's aggressive pissed. He's yeah pissed. and i just wish that we uh, he explained why he was mad at her we don't get that this whole episode i don't know like totally. we get an explanation of like what made him so mad like what are we supposed to think 
what are we supposed to think he's mad at? He's mad because she was in possession of the drugs that Andy took. Like that. Okay. I mean, I think that's the, that is what he's mad at. Okay. I, I think that that's bullshit. Like, yeah. It's just Jen like, didn't force even, Andy to take him. Well, yeah. But. And I just think even in 2000, just because like the moralization of drugs, it's like she has two pills of ecstasy. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, I'm never talking to you again. So, like, I don't <laughs> no. know anyone who would have said that like in no. my life, you know? So it's like yeah. kind of hard to get into this world of uh, maybe the east coast i don't know yeah tell us east coast correspondents tell us what (laughs) you're thinking because seriously wait you're on the west coast we were like i mean sometimes people do ecstasy i don't know what to tell you i could see you being like don't do that or like moralizing the the act of doing the drugs but like two pills doesn't in your possession doesn't feel like that wild to me right right a hundred percent yeah, so, so then Drew comes up behind Jen and does that, like, covering the eyes, guess who yeah. thing, which is, like, really a so not-favorite thing of mine. Do not touch me. Do not. And she tells him to curl up and die. She savages him. She's like, I don't know, rough skin. She, like, tells him he's fucking ashy. She's like, yeah. rough skin, questionable odor, my least favorite person on earth. And then Drew goes, wrong, it's me. <laughs> Which I kind of loved. <laughs> yeah. And then she does tell him to curl up and die. <laughs> Which is like, all right, Jen's Jen's hey. unhappy. Jen is yeah. unhappy with the situation before. Yeah. Her. Like, I just like how she learned from her experience with Henry of like, just go trust your instinct. Yeah, like, get the fuck guys out are just going to keep coming after you, gaslighting you, telling you <laughs> your reality is not what you think it is. Yeah. And then, you know, try to wear you down to like be in a relationship with you friendship in this case or romantic and Henry's yeah. and like she's just like no remember <laughs> when I like didn't trust my instincts hard pass that didn't yeah. go well. <laughs> I don't need this and Drew's like it seems like your friends think I'm a bad influence on you mm-hmm. and like you know he's like this is not working for me because I need them to hang out with because like how <laughs> else would I fill my time then yeah <laughs> like like basically like getting torturing you (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and she admits to him that they're not talking to her like none of her friends are talking to her so like again yeah pacey's not talking to her dawson's not talking to her right joey as well like and she's like you know she but she blames that she's like because of you (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. happening exactly that's what i said (laughs) in the last episode i'm like what like (laughs) if i did the calculation in my head i'd be like this is drew's fault like if i wanted to blame someone i would fucking blame drew absolutely (laughs) so jen jen and drew start like walking up the hall and drew goes on this long rant about like how easy it was to blow up their friend group. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, these these people are barely hanging on to each other on the best <laughs> of days. <laughs> like, and then, like, basically, Drew makes it no question that he is the replacement to Abby Morgan. I know. Like, he's so just funny. like, my name <laughs> might as well be Abby Morgan. Yeah, and he's just like, look, I never judge you, and, like, you can't say the same for your friends, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, she's just, like, I'll never be friends with you. And, like, the reality is, like, he is judging her. Like, he thinks she hasn't changed and become a different person. So, like, you know, that is – it's untrue, Drew. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, I like that take because, like, there was this part of me as I was watching this that was, like, 
man, Jen is so fucking hurt by this guy. Like, cause she's just basically like, I'm never going to look to you for this solace or support. Like I, I want nothing to do with you. Yeah. And I, I had this moment of like, man, like really something happened between these two that she is like so much like, get the fuck away from me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, she, it's traumatizing to have someone from her past, like, be remind, like, she looks at him and she remembers all of her, like, you know, situation she was in where she didn't have any control and she didn't like, you know, what happened. I and, mean, like, totally. Just triggering for her, you know? Totally. And then he's here, like, just judging her being like you're still that same girl like there's no way you could change like you couldn't change you're obviously bad girl jenny you know yeah. and she's just like get oh, yeah, out of my jenny. face like you're destroying my <laughs> life for no reason like yeah you're just coming Please in stop. and like yeah. making all my friends hate me like why are you doing this to me <laughs> so then i can be lonely like and then totally. be friends with you like <laughs> no thank you sir and then drew says this line like like honestly what is this character he goes that which does not kill me makes me more diabolical and i'm just like who what <laughs> who are you watching right now i have no idea yeah just like what were they doing with his character it's i so funny honestly do not know at this point <laughs> so anyway so we go to pacey and gretchen's and like yeah, i just want to point out right cool. here yeah, he the Winter Wagoneer is apparently now Pacey's, like fully yeah, and yeah. holy. Um yeah. which I'm not mad at, but also seems like huh. Okay. Um right. and he like goes in the house where Joey's waiting for him and he's he, you know, he's like, Oh, Andy sends her best. And Joey's like, mm. I was wondering where you were. But yeah. no matter, we're gonna kiss and like yeah. snuggle like for a bit. On the couch. Yeah. And Gretchen's in the kitchen while they do that, which she can see them. And I'm my yeah. God, I do not miss being a teenager in the slightest. <laughs> wow. I was really it's like funny it was that driven Joey's home. Just there, like hanging out, but like she didn't know where Pacey was. Girl, it was 2000. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah, but they would have left school. I mean, I yeah, but also like if you, you were like about it, you would have talked I, about it. Yeah. Yeah. But also remember back then, sometimes you just like hung out and waited for someone because like, who knew? No, no, I definitely agree like <laughs> that. But like, this is her boyfriend. Like, I don't know. It's like, yeah. what? how did yeah, she yeah, not yeah. know? <laughs> it's a school day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Gretchen walks in then and is like, you know, it's Thursday and Pacey, you're supposed to go to the grocery store on Thursday <laughs> because we have no food. And oh, remember shopping for groceries just once a week and not <laughs> for like multiple weeks month. at a time <laughs> as we are doing right now. Um, also, okay, wait, I have to pause this because we get a glimpse, a full look at Joey's new bangs. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which are the goddamn worst. Yeah, what are those so for? Terrible. I remember in 2000 when they happened and like all of my friends were like stunned. Like, this is so ugly. What is this? Okay, wait, this is my argument for season four being the worst hair season. No, when you said that, I was like, Joey, definitely. That's her worst hair. She well, she, she does have bad hair in season six, too. But yeah, she, it's, that's she, like a dye job. That's a little bit off. <laughs> yeah. It's like grassy like too. the texture. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there. so <laughs> but girl i mean all our hair wasn't great in 2003 yeah um 
In this episode, every time we see Dawson, I couldn't take my eyes off his hair. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) It's a texture thing, too. What is that look? (laughs) That is, like, not... No. What? It looks like a wig. Anyway. It does. So Dawson has the worst hair in season four, is my argument. Uh Pacey's hair, it's not the worst hair, but it's not the best hair. It's like... Uh Mm, yeah, that shaved the head. Yeah. And then whatever. Joey's bangs are awful. So really, we only have like Jen's hair is great. I mean, Jen's yeah, hair yeah. is flawless and in Jack this season. Looks Jack's fine. Too. And actually, he Andy's gets a hair. mullet later on, but right now, yeah. Oh yeah, season five is bad for Jack. <laughs> season five goes really <laughs> wrong for Jack's hair. <laughs> but I, my my argument is that the most characters have the worst haircuts. Right. In season four, <laughs> this is my case. I am now resting my case about season four hair. <laughs> It's these bangs that push it over the edge. They're atrocious. <laughs> they're really bad. It just doesn't make sense because they're like, they go to her, like her cheekbone. But they're not like, fr- like they're not they're, fully. No, front, it's just like, like a. It's like a, side it's bangs. Like a short kind layer. Of. It's like a yeah, short yeah, yeah. layer. It is. It is. It's so weird. Awful. Awful. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know, girl. It's hard for me to stomach. I'm sure I'm going to make some other comments about it as we go through parts of this season because they distract me for a long time. Um, so, so Basie's like, okay, like I'm going to go to the store, yeah. but then he and Joey proceed to start making out in front of Gretchen, and again, cannot overstate how much I am so glad that I am an adult with my own apartment. Um, <laughs> but they're really cute. They're cute. They yeah, are. they're super cute. And then Pacey leaves in his carpenter jeans and Gretchen yeah. immediately turns to Joey and is like, because well, okay, Pacey's girl. just like, don't listen to anything she has to say about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he leaves and Gretchen's like, tell me everything. <laughs> tell me everything. <laughs> What's going on? And like, Joey's like, you know, how did you like avoid the college application dysphoria? And Gretchen's like, no, no, <laughs> you are not tricking me. That's yeah. not it. Yeah, you definitely have something on your face that I'm not sure exactly what it is. Exactly. So, so Gretchen walks it her. Interesting that how she says that she can like recognize that there's something going on with her. Yeah. You yeah. know. Uh, yeah. In in light of a season that's coming up too. Yeah. So so Gretchen walks Joey outside and just like we get a full body shot of both of them and man is it the perfect. <laughs> I just want to see like a car accident of 90s and aughts fashion. Like, it's like we are really like in the year 2000 because like we totally are. <laughs> Joey's in those chunky shoes. Yeah, Gretchen and, like, just brings it the whole time. I don't know. Like, yeah, she. I guess she just has more of like what people in California were wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, Gretchen feels more familiar because Joey's got these like chunky, like I don't know if I want to call them Mary Janes, but mm. they're kind of like a chunky shoe and like these bell bottoms <laughs> pants. <laughs> and then like the the waistline has definitely come down yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, it's to come down. It's getting but, real bad. But the shirt line hasn't come up as far as it's yeah. gonna. Like it's like we're in a transitional time. Not great. Oh, <laughs> it's leading into some real bad stuff too. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Gretchen's just like, come on, you're obvious something's going on. I've seen yeah. it all over your face since you got here. Like mm-hmm. what's going on? 
And Joey's like, oh, well, I'm actually almost done with my college applications. And Gretchen's like, fuck yeah, amazing. And Joey's like, except for I need one last thing. I need to get a peer review from a person that knows me best. And And Gretchen's Gretchen's just like, like, so did you ask Dawson yet? Yeah. And Joey's like, yeah, see, there's where my dilemma is. Yeah. And she's like, you know, what about Pacey? Like, if I asked Dawson, what about Pacey? She literally says the same thing she said at the end of season three, where she's like, no matter what I do, someone gets hurt. Right. And Gretchen. (laughs) We wish someone had told Joey this season three. Yeah. Gretchen's just like, well, so why does it have to be you? Yeah. It should not be you by default. Like, you get to be selfish in this moment. And like, you know, this is something that girls need to tell other girls is like, like the concept of being selfish, like or selfless at all times is actually problematic. Yeah, yeah, like I think Dawson even gets to be selfish sometimes. But the problem is he's a lot selfish all of the time. So like, right, that's where we have a problem with it. But like, there are times when you're like, all right, I get that. Like, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah exactly and and you know Gretchen's just like Joey it's the person who knows you best not the person that you're you're dating like you know that's yeah, what and the- so like, I, like at first I was like okay this makes sense because I if Joey's only trying to decide between Dawson and Pacey it makes sense that she would pick Dawson because like we've already said like he probably would write what Williams College thinks is a better essay than what Pacey would write you know, but what she does it, I, do, I don't believe it. I agree with you. I, I agree. I mean, my note is basically like, I do not buy that Dawson knows her best at this point. Yeah. P- Pacey also has been around Joey since they were kids. So is they Gretchen. Spent... <laughs> right. <laughs> she just True. admitted she could tell there was something wrong on her face. Like that, like, inti- you know, indicates like a deep intimacy with this girl, you know? Right. And like, and like, but like Pacey and Joey just spent just recently spent three months alone on a boat they've been together for six months like and then they also like another three years building their friendship right so uh, yeah i don't necessarily buy this premise that dawson's the one um uh but we'll we'll like in this way like you know (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. just like it's just like yes i think dawson knows her really well i I do too he knows her well i think all of these people that we see on the show know her really well so she could have asked any of them like so to me that just like well what what are they what is williams college looking for like you just like we kind of talk about it a lot but like the show is all about class and you wish they just flat out said that like okay well what is williams college looking for like if i went to someone with this problem like my mom or like a friend they would that's what they would give me back well well what do they want the answer to be (laughs) and then you do that (laughs) 100 100 like that's not what this creative writing assignment is about like well who knows it's you just, best? like that's right. totally absurd like that no 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 no. that's <laughs> not what they're looking for that's not what this assignment is the assignment is they want you to answer in a specific way so what way do you think they want it to answer it and who do you think can accomplish that yeah andy mcphee <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking of whom bizarre. speaking of whom we're gonna go to the mcphees where andy and mr mcphee are like in the living room and Mr. McPhee's wait, wait, like, we didn't say something because oh. yeah, Gretchen was like, yeah, he's the person that knows you best. Like he's known you your whole life, not the person you happen to be dating. Yeah. 
I Why is she throwing yeah. her brother under the bus like that? I don't know. Because. Right for the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, we go to the McPhee's and like, so so Mr. McPhee and Andy are kind of like not watching TV as one does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Mr. McPhee's like, you know, I've been thinking and like I talked to your principal and like you have not more than enough credits to graduate. Like, all you need to do is walk in June. So, like, what do you think about taking the rest of the school year off? This is unbelievable. Okay. This is unbelievable. Even at the time, I was like, this is how they're writing her off? I mean, yeah. I- this is unbelievable. First of all, it's so unbelievable that you could graduate, like, early like this like yeah no that wasn't my experience at my school like you needed four full years of English so just to keep you four years of high school and you couldn't like take it in advance or anything you know to graduate early that just wasn't an option in the schooling environment that I had and I don't know anyone who had an environment that like like I had enough units to graduate before I started my senior year, but I didn't have everything. I, all of the requirements to graduate. Right. And my thing is like, I, I mean, I agree with you. And like, I, I went to a school with block scheduling that like you could basically like, by the time a lot of people were seniors, their schedule was like very, there wasn't a lot going on in their schedule. Yeah. So like, I knew a lot of people who like got out of school at like 10, yeah, 20 every day. morning. Like it was like they they needed to go to two classes. They went to their yeah. like zero period, usually math or science mm-hmm. class, and then they went to English like in their yeah. second period class. And then and then they were like done with school at 10:20 and a lot of them worked or like whatever. Um yeah. and, and so my thing is like I could see that, but yeah, I mean there was no one you didn't get to just like go. You didn't no. get to sleep. So this is bullshit. And then on top of that, like, it doesn't make sense for Andy's character who is so in school, school you know, I agree like, I you. just kind of wish that they had, to be honest, don't you wish they just gave her the same opportunity Joey had of like a trip to Paris? Yeah. And then Andy chooses going to Paris. Yeah, something like that. Because like, because like, what happens is that like, Andy's kind of like, well, what, I would just get a job? Or like, what are you saying? And Mr. Yeah. McPhee's like, no, no, no. Like, I just realized that the last time I really saw you relax was when we were in Florence with Aunt Georgia. And Andy's like, yeah, I was like 11. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, of course, people are relaxed when they're 11 years old. And like um, on vacation in Italy. <laughs> right. <laughs> And okay. He's like, oh my god, you were so free. Yeah. And You've I always talk- wanted to spend more time in Europe. <laughs> okay. And Andy's like not super sure. I'm gonna have something to say about that in a second, but like Andy's not sure about this. And Mr. McPhee just like is like, the next four years are gonna be even more intense than like this four years was. Mm-hmm. And like this may be your only chance in your whole life for an opportunity like this. And quite honestly, that's bullshit (laughs) absolutely not first of all harvard university has a fucking study abroad program i guarantee you well it's not the same because it's like a you have such little time in your life when you have no responsibilities and go live in europe for like five months with like listen to me nothing on your plate (laughs) listen to me as someone who studied abroad in europe Mm -hmm. i will tell you 
I had very little on my plate the entire time I was there and really did get to just do whatever the fuck I wanted. There right. was but not a tool though, but not a ton of it. Sure. Sure. But... I'm just saying like it, yeah. it was not the same. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm like, Andy, you're a rich white girl. Like it's is practically a requirement that you go backpack through Europe after <laughs> college and or one of the summers in college. Like, come the yeah. fuck on, shut up. So this weird. is not your only chance. <laughs> Get this away from weird. me immediately. And it's... you have an aunt that fucking lives there. Like I know. I mean, it's like clearly. So weird. It's, it's bullshit. It's all it's such so bullshit. Stupid. It's so stupid. Like. It just like they've already made up this fake study abroad program at Cape Side High. Right. Like, exactly. Like, just put her there. That. Put her there. Like, come yeah. on. No, it's totally. So awesome to like, oh, well, Andy chose Paris and like Joey didn't, you know. Oh, totally. And like that's that's a storytelling I'm here for. Yeah. But also like just the idea that like this girl from an extremely wealthy family is not gonna have more time in her life to go be in fucking Europe. Yeah, it's like unbelievable. Get out of here. Okay. Get out of here. <laughs> Andy is in a much higher socioeconomic class than I am, and I have spent quite a bit of time in Europe. Like, like okay. I, I, you know, come the fuck on. Um, anyway. <laughs> so then we go up to Jack's room and we hear like the AOL. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you got mail. And Jen... There's one email. Jen, there's one email. It's from Jen Lindley one, which I love. I like that, like stupid detail. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, and then like, so Andy comes up from behind and is mm. like, look, like just what open you it. Doing? You need to forgive her. Like yeah. what is going on here? Like yeah. it sucks because everyone's trying to control like Andy's narrative too. Totally. Like they're being and super like, fucked I'm up not... to her. Like, it's just like Andy, like, Andy's like, this isn't Jen's fault. And everyone's like, no, it's Jen's fault. It's so fucked up that they're doing this to Andy as well. Agreed. Agreed. And Andy's like, then Andy just like dumps this on Jack. She's like, look, dad wants me to take the rest of the year off. And Jack's like, what? So you get all the perks of like a senior year in Cape Side with no homework. Like I'm in. Where do yeah. I sign up for that? And Andy's like, no, 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 it wouldn't not be in Cape Side. Cape Side. It would be Florence. Right. And they're like, oh, with Aunt whatever we whatever. just heard georgia What's her name? georgia, georgia. <laughs> i will see her in forever <laughs> i ran into i i want to say i was in florence once and i ran into one of our friends from college who oh, worked yeah, there you told me that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. i like literally was working at a hostel that i was checking into amazing i was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think it was jenny was it jenny was it anyway me? was someone Lindsay. Lindsay Lindsay it was Lindsay um anyway so Jack's like what you're just gonna like leave like he gets real bristled about that um yeah like, you're just he's gonna like, leave what you're just gonna leave that sounds like you'd be running away <laughs> Andy rightfully is like from what <laughs> yeah and then Jack's like you're the only one everyone's still talking to and I'm like what kind of bullshit argument is that Jack <laughs> That's a terrible argument. Like, I get him being upset about this happening. Sure, sure, sure. Like, like we've been talking about, like, your senior year is scary because everything's changing. So him coming to terms with the fact he won't live with his sister anymore or, like, be in the same town as her would be really hard to to, um, think about. But then and now it's coming sooner than 
he would have, he originally thought it would. So you're like, what the fuck? And then he's like, I'm going to live with my dad all by myself. Like that guy's like, we're kind of better, but like, ugh, right. Latina. And that, like, that's the thing. He moved back into this house to, to like be there for Andy. Mm-hmm. And now you're leaving. Like what the fuck's that? You know? Yeah. And, and then Jack like says this thing where he's like, you know, I always pictured you as like the girl that didn't just go to the last party of senior year, but through it. Yeah. And like, you really want to leave this and miss the end of it of it all and there's like there's a part of me that gets that like I totally think it's true and that's why I kind of feel like it's unbelievable that Andy would leave because she seems like the type of person that would want to go to her senior prom that would want to like even go to senior ditch day yeah yeah participate in all of the end of year things you know mm -hmm. of high school like and just kind of like you know do that 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 does check out to me yeah and like you know he's like walking away and is basically like you know i didn't think you were going to be the one that like missed all this like but i've been making you know mistakes about a lot of people lately and like there's this part of me that's like okay i was also a 17 year old once and like did shitty things to people yeah but like i don't know well i i think i wish in this moment we had jack explain exactly why he's mad like (laughs) i guess like we're just supposed to go on the fact that jen was in possession of two pills of ecstasy and like i just i literally cannot even it's really hard to wrap your head around i cannot wrap my head around that Mm -hmm. like i i i cannot even you know then (laughs) or now yeah just like what is happening um okay well, so then we go to school where, uh, speaking of Jen, where Mitch yeah. is in a room with Grams and, and a juvenile tr- corrections yeah. officer. Like, okay. What the so, fuck? like, yeah, Jen opens an office door and we see Mitch and Grams and a cop and we're like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Right. What is and happening? Because okay. then Drew speaks and we realize so we Drew and Mrs. Valentine and are in this his room. Mom and we're like, what like <laughs> honestly what is happening what's this oh ambush it's wild and like okay <laughs> and, and he's like apparently told all of these people that they both have like a ton of experience with ecstasy and they both contributed to the delinquency of andy mcphee like get the fuck out of here with this like what? it doesn't make any sense so he just called the police and was like, I did ecstasy over <laughs> the weekend and, and they show up at the school. Like, I just don't understand what's no, happening. No, is that wild. how it works? No. I don't know. Uh, like, I feel no. like if you just pick up the phone and call the police and say that, they're like, okay. And then just like, <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Jen's it like, doesn't you know. Make any sense. Because <laughs> Jen's like, I can't believe you. And then Mrs. Valentine is like, Drew is clearly the victim here. And this is just some peak white lady bullshit. Like, it's oh my God. So fucked up to watch. Like, I think one of the reasons why we like Drew so much is because we know his mom. We get to know his mom and we just yeah. see how hideous she is and like how traumatizing that would be for him. I mean, Drew's still a piece of shit. Don't get me sure, wrong. Sure, sure. Like a juicy one, you know? And like, so you kind of like the fact that he's a little bit more ra- well-rounded, you, you get him more, you know? Um, but yeah, she's wild. Like, well, fuck this bitch. There's a difference between a 17 year old who has a shitty parents being an asshole and like, 
a 30 year old who has shitty parents being an asshole. Cause you're like, okay, at some point you have to stop being an asshole. <laughs> like we yes, get it. Definitely. We get it. Yeah. But like, you know, tr- childhood trauma is like no joke. Trauma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But also at a certain point you're on your own in like the shittiness fact, like, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You still don't get yeah, to be yeah, shitty. Yeah. <laughs> and looking yeah, at you, you ex-president of the United States. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that space to like under for understanding diminishes significantly yeah, yeah. after it, the age 17 and then it's near gone by the age 21. So uh, I would I would give him a little more time, but I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I'll give him like till 25 at least. <laughs> so yeah jen is like stunned she's phenomenal in this scene this she whole episode. is she quite rightly so is good. like would anyone like to hear what i have to say and like, it doesn't seem really like they believe do believe this guy yeah, yeah yeah she's just like are you really gonna believe what this guy said they don't even ask her what happened i know they just take him at his word yeah. and like for what i don't really know i don't even know why the police officer is there i literally don't know what's happening <laughs> other than this fucking sketchy white dude is like tell like controlling the narrative about jen's life Exactly. Because like Drew's like, oh, my God, like, are you trying to say we don't have a past speckled with recreational drug use? And Jen's like, I don't have a present speckled with any of that shit. Yeah. And then she like looks directly at Grams and begs yeah. her. I and know. Is like, oh, my God. <laughs> I started crying. It was so fucked up to watch. She like begs her. She's like, ask me anything. Like, I will answer yeah. this. And Drew then she literally butts in like, again. You see her saying, like, believe me, like, yeah. you know, and like, she is such a good actress because you see that, like, I cannot believe no one's believing me that I'm yeah. getting blamed for this, you know, yeah. and like, it's totally it's so fucked up to watch. <laughs> Yeah, because then Drew butts in again and is like, I admitted that I provided you the drugs that Andy took. And is kind of like, I don't know how they got to Andy from you, but I provided you those drugs. And then Mrs. Valentine, who never helps the situation, is like, (laughs) my son has come forward and like demonstrated his like he's ready to tackle his past indiscretions and i just have to tell you that watching this on the day that i had to read some bullshit apology from justin timberlake (laughs) to janet jackson and britney spears has like broke my patience i was like fuck everything throwing this computer off the desk i hate everything that's happening in this world jesus fucking christ (laughs) And then, it was a lot. It was a lot. That's the day we're recording yes. it, though. The day of that and fucking bullshit apology. And then on top of that, for no reason, we don't. I don't understand what is happening. So no. the cop gives out a punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that how it works? No, okay. absolutely not. <laughs> and for what is the crime? I don't know. Like, are you kidding me? Okay, and it's like <laughs> theoretical right, possession gonna- of drugs at one point. What is happening? There mm-hmm, is no mm-hmm. evidence of any drug possession. Like, what is going on? Oh my god! Oh, and he and gives what the community sentence? service. A hundred hours like of community service. Hours of community service. That's so. That's a lot. Up. Yeah. Yeah, that's like two hours a week for a whole year. That's yeah. so fucked up. And from there, then Jen, like Grams, leaves the room, all disappointed. Um, yeah. after this oh sentencing God. in an and empty Jen's classroom crying. gets come down. 
yeah, Jen's crying in frustration, you yeah. know, and she follows Grams and like I couldn't when she said this. She was okay, like, yeah. do, do I have Same. to pack my bags? <laughs> it crushed me. Crushed me. Oh, that Jen expects my- immediately when she fucks up, she is going to be pushed out of whatever home she is in. That is crushing. Yes. Oh my god. And like I don't even think that she fucked up, but like like personally jen has not fucked up in the slightest but like give this girl like a fucking modicum of space to like be a 17 year old (laughs) i just again it's hard because i even at the time didn't understand why they were coming so hard for her i know yeah it's really it's really fucked um and grams is like i don't want to have this conversation like i thought our our relationship was based on honesty and truth and you didn't ask like, her for anything. So like, what? Yeah. You didn't ask her to tell the truth. You didn't ask her to a single fucking question, truth. a f- single fucking question. And she says, like, I'm not going to scold you because that's for children. And then and then she goes, and I wish you were a child because then we could write whatever it is that's wrong with you. And Ugh. Evelyn Ryan I I mean, oh my god! This side of Grams is it's. I know. I can't. Like I mean, I definitely enjoy that we watch this journey that Grams goes on. So like Mm -hmm. you know, seeing her like when she kind of slips back into her like hyper judgmental anti Christ like behavior. Yeah, you know. And like her personal journey as like a you know as a secondary adult character because the other adult <laughs> characters just are kind of all over the place you know yeah, but yeah. it's fucking wild to watch you know like yeah. when she thought Jen fucked Henry you know and she just lays into her like it's just it's hard to watch or when she walked in on an assault and then like blamed yes, Jen yes yes like you know <sighs> just the fact that Grams is so willing to lean into just blaming Jen for like a discretion, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's fucking wild, you know, it, it's hard that that <laughs> is the type of parenting that was seen acceptable, like in the sixties, you know? Well, and even it's in the year 2000, day, yeah. you know, but it, it's really hard to watch that kind of behavior. Agreed. Agreed. And like, and, and then like Graham says, I've never been in my life so deeply disappointed in anything or anyone. And like, who that disappointment speech is always stings. Yeah. What a fucking. I just don't get it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't know. She already knew that Jen had a problem with drugs in the past. I like, know. You know. I know. That's like, not what been is happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess we're supposed to think that she's like, slipping back into her old ways you know but that's always been like that's what happened with henry in last yeah. season where she's like you fucked him i'm you're slipping back into your old ways and jen's like i'm not i'm a different person and graham's like you are a different person <laughs> yeah so like it's super bizarre it's just it's shitty um and we go then to the mcphees where like jack opens the door to jen who's like oh my yeah. god i got your email like i was surprised i never thought you were gonna talk to me and he's like uh i didn't email like, you i didn't fucking email you right apparently andy did and he's like yeah we're like he's okay obviously dick. it was andy yeah. and he's <laughs> he's fucked such up a dick. to her and like again i'm like at this moment i wish he explained to her why she was mad he was mad at her 
Because he, like, basically, like, he's a dick to her. He says, like, some shitty things and then walks away but leaves the door open. Mm -hmm. And Jen's just like, you can be angry at me, but, like, at some point you're going to need to tell me how I can fix this. Like, yeah. And and then goes on to say, like, I apologize. And I've even apologized for things I don't think I have to. Right. And she's like, you know, I'm 17 and I did something, like, not the smartest. Yeah, like, maybe I acted out of character, but, like, everyone makes mistakes and, like, you're supposed to forgive the people close to you. Yeah, and she's like, you know, you're what you're doing right now is, like, f- killing me. It, yeah. You know? like, and- like, you of all people should understand, and, like, I would never fucking do this to anyone, but especially not you. Right. And then she leaves, which, like, good. Yeah. And like as she closes the door we see that andy has been there and has seen this whole thing and like jack like jack turns to andy. andy yeah and and he's like you know don't you get that get it andy like nothing you do is gonna fix it and and like i don't know there's this way in which it's such a teenage thing to be like this is the biggest deal of all time and i must like mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> react <laughs> like this so there's this part of me that like wants to be like yeah yeah i too was a 17 year old at one point and dramatic as shit totally like Like, but i think if i understood his anger a little bit more then you would you would be more on his side or at least understand where he's coming from yeah yeah Yeah. because like you know he doesn't even say like oh well i thought you were starting to use drugs again like i like think that's fucked up or like i don't know like all the like because the, all that they're kind of saying is that like Jen gave Andy the drugs and Andy and Jen are kind of there like, that's not what happened. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then we get Joey is going to Dawson's house, but like she he's not there. And as she yeah. leaves, he's like she sees him getting something out of this like shed area. Yeah, which, like, like, yeah he's like carrying paint or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And they, they kind of like banter as he walks to the car well, to drop it off. Also, Joey has a different backpack. It's like tan. oh, really? Yeah, it's not oh, that old red one with the blue stripe. I was really devastated. Oh. Yeah, Ugh, that backpack it means a lot to me. Yeah, it's so iconic. I know, and I don't know if it comes back or not. We're gonna. I'll. I'll I've got a backpack yeah, yeah. watch going. Don't worry, okay. y'all. Um. So Dawson's he, like they just. Yeah, I mean, they just kind of banter and Dawson, like, makes yeah. a kind of comment about how unfair it is that, like, he's the one, like, making the boat thing up to Mr. Brooks by himself. Yeah. And Joey's like, oh, you know, my Yacht Club employment is, like, forever in your debt. And Dawson says, yeah. I'll put it on your tab. And I'm like, sir, if you I think know. she's the one that's run up a tab, I have some news for you. I know. Okay. The amount of labor she performs to you is like unbelievable. <laughs> it's like, but, okay, dude. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Dawson's and so, like, yeah. He's kind of like, why are you here? Like, like not in a mean way, but he's like, what are you, like, why are you just stopping by? Yeah. You have, and he says to her like, oh, you have your favor face on. And it's like, in this moment, we're supposed to think like, oh, he does really, he totally knows her. But like I said, Gretchen said essentially the same thing to her. Right. So like, it, like in terms of like the bar that they're trying to set, like they've already set that with someone else in this episode. Well, and I was like, you know, I kind of hate this storytelling of like, you've got your favorite face on, like... <laughs> 
you know, it's like I've known you long enough that I know when you're tired and need to go to sleep. But like, I'm, I never say that to your face. Right. I'm not like Aaron. And, looks like you need to crash now. And I just think it would be so obvious. Like they don't really <laughs> hang out that much. So if Joey's stopping by, you like, would clearly be like, she's, All right, yeah. you need something you need? from me. What is yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Like, you exactly. know, like it's like, okay, whatever. We're supposed to be like, oh, he knows her. So he totally <laughs> knows her the best. Okay. Yeah. And so she hands him the paper with a prompt, the prompt on it. And he reads it and he's totally stunned. And like, yeah. to be honest, this is a big request that Joey is asking him. I agree. I agree. Cause he's like, you know, he, he's like, does Pacey like know that you're asking me to do this? Yeah. And she says like, he doesn't know right now, but if you say yes, like I'm, I'll tell him basically, which like, it feels misguided, but it feels misguided in a very like, um, teenage way. Teenage way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally I was like, okay. I'm willing to I like mean, let I, Joey off the hook for this. Um, yeah. Like I'm not going to let her off the hook because she knows this is a, her relationship with Dawson is a problem for Pacey, but yeah. like, I get it. You know, I'm going to have like, more to I say on that it. later, but I, I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Um, but she's like, you know, you're, you are the only person that knows I have a favor face, which again, I could not hate more. And she's like, you know, (laughs) I couldn't, I just hate it. And she's like, I'm asking you to think about it and decide, like, if you decide to write it, then you're the right person to write it. And there's this, and then she leaves. And like, there's a part of me that's like, that's a fucking hard thing to ask someone. And like, I respect it that she kind of like went to him. Wait, like it's, it's hard because I don't think she's considering Dawson's feelings. You know, and like, this would be a fucked up thing to have to write about your ex-girlfriend. Like, you know, I don't believe the narrative that they just broke up like six months ago, like last year or whatever. But still, it's someone that he is still like, uh, you know, navigating his like broken heart from, you know. And so to have to write this really intimate thing about someone is a big request that she's putting on him without acknowledging that. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think, and, and I think in a way, like from her perspective, she's like, I'm asking this person who's my good friend. And yes, we happened to date at one point, but like not for a really long time. Like I'm asking this person to write this for me and like not considering his feelings that like for him, like there was a betrayal that happened really recently. Cause I think for her, right. it's like, I don't I, I think she understands that 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 that's how she, he feels, but she's like, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> like that's yeah. kind of not what happened, which like is also true. But it, you know, emotions are yeah. I mean, fucking regardless weird. of that betrayal or not, like he is nursing a broken heart, you know, sure. and it's similar to the way Andy's like, you're the love of my life. I'll you know, I'm not over you yet. Like the amount of time since. Andy and Pacey broke up and, and, you know, Dawson and Joey is pretty similar. So like Mm -hmm. watching these like longer, you know, heartbreaks and getting over people to be honest, feel realistic and like, um, and like good to see, you know, but Joey is asking him this thing and they don't even discuss it. She doesn't even say why she's asking him, you know? And so like, I just feel like this would require a better conversation with someone of like, I have to do this. I thought about it. The reason why I'm asking you is because of this. But mm-hmm. again, that's because this whole assignment to me feels more calculated than they're making it out to be. <laughs> totally. totally. It's <laughs> so it's like, again, hard to watch. <laughs> and at the time I was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. So we go to Mr. Brooks's where Dawson is like now whitewashing the fence and like thinking about yeah. Joey's request. Like it's like yeah, the paper's right there and he's like staring at it. As yeah, he's as he's painting this fence. It's really funny. And like Mr. Brooks calls him in to eat dinner, and like then we finally see the inside of Mr. Brooks's house, and like there's all these old photos, and he mm-hmm. sits down to eat this like kind of massive meal. <laughs> It's yeah. the lady gets is huge. And and it's like, you know, Dawson's like, oh my God, this is really good. And then it's Mr. Really Brooks condescending, just like, it's it's such too, I felt like it was really mean. Like the it, just like the delivery was mean. <laughs> like he of takes like, a bite and he's like stunned. He's like, Wow, this is actually really good. I thought you were a sad, pathetic old man that eats like, you know, microwavable <laughs> food. Like yeah, that was yeah, like yeah. the way I took it. <laughs> it I think that really that's funny. a I think that's yeah. I don't think you're so wrong. So when Mr. Brooks kind of launches at him, like I'm kinda like, Well, you were a dick to him, so how do you think this already crotchety old man is going to respond to that you know? right i mean again my note from earlier in this episode like these two deserve each other yeah um <laughs> and Mr. Dawson, like, oh you're one of those guys that, yeah he's like Dawson's you're one of those like, teenagers that? that can't eat in silence <laughs> yeah you have no respect for silence you know yeah it just kind of like pops off on him he's like the reason why none of your friends come to help you is because you know Oh yeah, Dawson goes to leave. He's like, well, on that note, I'm out of here. And he's like, Mr. I'm gonna go eat my dinner outside in November in New England. I understand that the show has like completely like lost the plot on like the fact that we are technically in a part of the country that has like real legitimate seasons. Yeah, but like I haven't. <laughs> I'm like, it's no- I'm like, it's November. What? I'm not going outside in New England. Hell no. Yeah. And Mr. Brooks I don't like, own oh. a coat that would make me not die. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. And there's right. nowhere to sit out there. And it's like a full like China. Like, I don't know. Okay. And then <laughs> what uh, Dawson's yeah, eating so- off of his full China. Yeah. 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 Um, and Mr. Brooks is like, oh, that makes sense. You just you totally just are going to leave like you just you're- run away. Yeah. You're the reason why you don't have any friends come help you is because you just don't address any of your issues. <laughs> I was like, it's like Fuck not yeah. wrong. <laughs> not wrong, Mr. Brooks. And then Dawson tries to go like toe to toe to him, but like, uh-huh. it's so funny because he's so young, you know? And he's like, well, what about you? You have all these photos of people in him that I've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is an old man, of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> It just is so like it's such a weird counterpoint. It is, but but Mr. Brooks then like kind of lets us in is like you know well all those men are my brothers in those photos, and I like lent them money to start a business and then they lost the money and like now we don't have a relationship and I'm like that eh. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm like but, I don't you know, know like you, just because your brothers lose money that you lent them, that's the whole risk you're taking when you lend your family money. So the idea that the through line would be then you don't talk to your brothers <laughs> indicates you're an asshole. Not right. like that's not like the the outcome that obviously would happen. That's a potential one, but like that doesn't right, make sense, <laughs> man. I'm like you can just actually forgive people for losing money. Like sometimes it happens. <laughs> like, you you lent them money meaning that a bank wouldn't lend it to them so like it sounds like it was a risky situation like as it it. is right you did it there's nothing wrong with that yeah anyway so we we go then to andy's room where like well he says to him like sometimes you don't always lose people by choice right sometimes you lose it because you made the wrong choices right 
Um, so we go to Andy's room where Pacey like brings her her assignments and like I have a little bone to pick, which is that like why isn't Jack bringing her assignments? Right. I mean, I get that Pacey wants to be helpful, but like, eh. um, yeah. And Andy's then like, I got a secret and I have to tell someone this secret. Yeah. Like, she asked him for consent to tell a secret, which I think is so sweet. You know? I know. Me too. She's like, can I tell you? And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Andy's like, you know, she tells him all about this deal with her dad. And like, Pacey's like, okay, like, what does Jack think? And she's like, you know, I thought he was going to be excited for me, but he's like here arguing that I should stay. And then she draws this like false equivalence where she's like, you know, he left once too. And Pacey's like, okay, wait. I know. <laughs> like he moved across town, not yeah, like to not fucking Florence. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is good. It's like, no, that argument doesn't hold any weight. Yeah, so yeah. Keep, let's keep on going, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, let's keep and Andy's this. like, well, it's weird because like my dad wants what's best for my health and my brother wants like kind of like what's best for, you know, for him and like our relationship. And then Pacey's like, oh, so y- you want me to be the tiebreaker? <laughs> and he's yeah. like, I'm I'm not going to do that. You well, have to choose. Yeah, because Andy's like, you know, yeah, you've done it before and like you made a hobby of saving this damsel in distress. And I'm like, first of all, girl. You're not a damsel in distress. Second of all, mm-hmm. I don't know why the thing that your father is requesting is like, what's best for your health? I think it's just like a thing, an option. Right. Um, And like, Andy's fucking awesome. Like, you're not a damsel in distress. I know. You, yeah, totally. You never have Which been. Is good. That's why Pacey just totally gasses her up. He's like, wait. <laughs> also, Andy's you're... hair is the best on the show right now. So. I know. <laughs> so girl you got a lot going for you yeah he's just like i can't be a tiebreaker you have to choose like Mm -hmm. he's kind of echoing what he did to joey is like this is your life it's your choices like you know it's gonna be hard and like you know there's no right answer here someone's gonna get hurt no matter what you choose but like it's your life to make that choice. And yeah, Andy kind of starts you. spinning and like, well, what about, you know, like weighing all these options in her head. And he just like looks her in the eyes and he's just like, it's your life. You get to live it. You're the tiebreaker. Yeah. And he also says earlier, he's like, you know, I didn't save you. You saved yourself like as the damsel in distress. So he's yes. just like, you know, he's just totally giving Andy all the agency that she's like not giving herself. Right. And it's like, no, you have all this agency. Like you did all of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was next to you when like you were having a mental health crisis, but like yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't fix it for you. Like you exactly. fucking fixed it. You did it yourself. And she chose to go to the hospital too. Like right. she made a lot of these choices despite like what Pacey wanted her to stay, you know? So and like he's being such a good friend to her. Totally. Like, it's so sweet. And there's this interesting parallel here actually between the Mr. Brooks Dawson conversation about like him leaving when he leaves dinner and he's and Mr. Brooks is like, oh, that's why whatever, you're you're all alone. You you always leave when shit gets hard. And she's like, I want to make sure that that's not what I'm doing. Exactly. And yeah. and like I, I kind of had this moment of like, cause she's like, I want to make sure that like life didn't just hit a rough patch. And I'm like, peace out. See, ya, I'm going to Italy. Right, you know, like, yeah. And, and PC's like, or my thing is like, you know, we have seen a lot of your rough patches, Andy. And like, 
you don't do that. That's not what this is. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a like wild, a this is a wild thing, but yeah, like, and like totally unbelievable, but. But like, that's what all of these characters are learning is like, when yeah. are you running away from your problems and when are you just leaving them behind? Well, and like, when are you saying like, Hey, it's time for me to move on. Exactly. Uh, like, and like, perhaps there's a precipitating incident. Yeah, yeah, leaving something there doesn't always mean you're running away. It just means you're like, no, that yeah. shit's done. I'm done with it. I'm leaving it in my past, you know? Yeah. And then and these so, are what that's what you have to learn when you're young. And like even to this day of like, when do you just draw yeah. a line of something that's not working for you? Totally. Totally. Um, so we go then to Jen and Drew who are like, seem to be waiting for someone. They're waiting for Godot because this person never shows up. Yeah. But and Jen... Like- is like she's so good in this scene she's like broken like the way her acting is she's just sitting like catatonic eyes forward just like broken because drew's like oh what should we do for our community service like and then is like i can't he says something like super sexist about like not wanting like i can't wait to see you in your like form-fitting orange jumpsuit or whatever and i'm just like ew like sir please go away and Jen is just like you don't know what you're doing you think you've calculated this whole town but these people are fucking wild and they're never gonna think you're a good person like you're not gonna be able to like you know Ferris Bueller your way out of this yeah and then Drew kind of like doubles down on the whole like we need each other like we're nothing without each other thing and I just think that Jen is so strong in this scene to just be like no, no. <laughs> you judge me and you want me to be a person I don't want to be. And like after the whole of season three and watching her being like, no, why are you doing this to me, Henry? And then just like giving in over and over. It mm-hmm. does feel good to watch her just like not be like, in. no, get away from me. Because like you can relate to what Drew is saying. Like he's mm-hmm. like these people we know each other we get each other or whatever and she's and just like you get the past me and the person I don't want to be it's the same as Henry where Henry had this idea of who he thought Jen was yeah. and Drew is doing the same thing and Jen's over here being like no 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 I'm me stop well, it and Je- and Drew's like use of the word we and he does it a few times throughout this episode where he's like we and like Jenny we like you know there's this like there's this like intimacy and familiarity between the two of them where he is like really trying to suck her back into this like right. like this kind of like almost group mentality even though he's the only one in the group and i think it's fascinating you know the way that he uses it um he just uses that word in this in this yeah um, episode it's his tactic to manipulate her obviously you know and it's like again i just think watching how different she is now versus last season like seeing her growth is like phenomenal and makes it particularly difficult to watch grams just rail into her because we're watching her be this totally strong different person season to season and then like people just like kick her for no reason no totally absolutely yeah (laughs) so we go back then to the mcphee's house and and andy kind of like tells her dad like you know it kind of seems like everything is like going okay like you and jack are doing okay yeah she's like gathering data (laughs) yeah and And Mr. McPhee is like, yeah, you know what? We kind of are. Like, yeah, it's actually yeah. kind of cool. 
And, and Andy's like, you know, if you and Jack can work things out, then like Jen and Jack can or Pacey and Dawson. And Mr. McPhee's like, yeah, the only th- like it just takes the realization that you risk losing those people like yeah to like you know start to mend that relationship and that's like another good lesson for like this story of whether you're running away or whether you're just closing the door on a chapter you know Mm. or it's like that's how you decide (laughs) what's happening (laughs) like yeah are you willing to risk losing that person or you know that that would be an outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's such a helpful, like adult advice. <laughs> yeah. So then we go to this, just one of the most gorgeous shots of like the whole show, which is Joey <laughs> sitting at the end of this dock. It's a really wide shot. We're really far back and we get like the whole Creek and the marshland behind her. Yeah. And she's so like pretty reading this book. Uh, yeah. It's so beautiful. And Dawson, yeah, every like, time she's on dock. her dock, they do a few shots like that of her on her dock. And you're yeah. just like, damn. damn. Okay. <laughs> All right. North Carolina. I know. <laughs> um, Dawson's wearing the biggest carpenter jeans yet again um, yeah. that we've seen. And hair is Dawson- wild. <laughs> yeah. And Dawson just like comes to tell Joey that he can- cannot write this thing that she asked him to. Yeah. And he just like, I've been thinking about it. I'm just not the right person to write it. Not anymore. Which like a part of me actually does think is true. I totally agree. (laughs) I I should have talked about it. I wish you, you know, me, this is like, you know, from my past, like, this is what I think the assignment means, you know, (laughs) no, totally, totally bizarre. But yeah, he's like, not anymore. And Joey's like crushed. She's sad. Yeah. Well, she like, cause she like thanks him for thinking about it, but like you can, it's all over her face that she's like crushed by this. Yeah, that's why it's so funny. It's like we know your faces, Joey. So why do you <laughs> act like this means someone knows you so well? I know. And but he's yeah, like, she's like crushed, but I just don't get it. So she, like, I don't. Why is she so upset by that? I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like the way the show wants us to read it is that like she really like her friendship with Dawson has meant so much. And like, she is crushed that they're not friends anymore. And she is crushed that like Dawson reacted the way he did in season three, even though they weren't together. Like she's kind of crushed by all of it that like, it means like, I think every moment that she gets or every like confirmation that she gets that they are not as close of friends as they once were, I think is really crushing for her. And there's a part of me that gets that like, Right. There's a part it's- of me that gets as you move away from a really good friend, like r- those moments of realization of how far you've moved away from that good friend, they hurt. They do. Right. For me, it's hard to watch this because to be honest, it feels like another indicator of the relationship and friendship she thought she had with Dawson isn't what he thought they had. Right. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and like he says he he does apologize dawson mm-hmm. i want to point it out when he does it he does yeah. actually apologize and she's like you know it's okay and when dawson turns around <laughs> hazy is at the end of the stop like, oh, shit oh my god and, oh that one like stabbed me in the heart yeah, i was like oh, I, shit i remember being like oh shit <laughs> This and is not going to go well. Yeah. And he's like, what's going on here? Right. And she like, he is a little bit aggressive, but she kind of gets rude to him. Uh, 
I think they're both kind of off in this scene because like like he definitely po- comes at it like like he comes at it yeah and he like he asked her to- if it was a play date or something yeah he says something shitty exactly. like that exactly yeah and and she just was like I don't use that tone with me. I know we're about to have a fight and like, I'm not trying to have it right now. Leave me alone. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? So you get to say when we talk about things more intensely and then when we don't talk about things at all, like, I don't think so, man. And I, I'm on his side about that. I'm on his side about that too. Like there's this part of me that's like, Joey, this is why you talk to him before you go to Dawson. Like, yeah, I and get like, what you were trying to do. I get that you were trying to spare Pacey's feelings. And you were thinking, like, if I don't have to hurt his feelings, like, if Dawson says no and I don't have to hurt Pacey's feelings, like, fine, great. And like, I, that's the thing that I was talking about where I think that's, like, a very 17-year-old, like, right. logic train. <laughs> then, yeah. But it's, like, I mean, it's it's wrong, clearly. But, like, yeah, I, yeah. But I, having been 17, I'm, like, I get the logic that you're employing. It's going to blow up in your face, but I get it. Um, And like, but there's, but that part, the part where she's like, I don't want to fight about this. It's like, you don't get to choose that. <laughs> like, Yeah. And also this is an issue that he's already expressed to you at the start of your relationship is a problem for him. So mm-hmm. this is something you're going to be talking about for years, you know, until totally. it gets better. Well, and that's my thing is that like, I get that what she was trying to do was like, be like, okay, I know this is going to hurt Pacey's feelings. So like, if I can, if I, if I can ask Dawson and he's going to say no, and I don't have to hurt Pacey's feelings, fine. But like, I, I will do it if Dawson says yes. And like, so I get that, that like, she was kind of trying to like, you know what I mean? Like no, she's, exactly, she's because trying that's what to... she thinks was happening. Yeah. And then she's, she's like, it's nothing. I just asked him to write this thing for me and Pacey's like no this something (laughs) you don't tell me is not nothing yeah (laughs) something you tell me is nothing and so he's kind of saying like what you think was protecting me didn't because when you're keeping things about Dawson from me that makes me feel uncomfortable and he's and then she's like well how am I supposed to tell you anything you're not here ever and then he's like, okay, are you mad that I'm spending all this time with Andy? Yeah, like, she kind of slings something at him that I was like, whoa, okay. And yeah. he kind of is like, okay, so you're distract. Like, is this a derailment? <laughs> like, you know, because that's what it sounds like. And she's like, he's like, are you mad at that? And she says, no. Yeah, <laughs> she's like. So she was just derailing him. She's being, that's a low blow. That's what white supremacists do. Fuck you, Joey. <laughs> Well, and also Mm -mm. my thing is like, my thing is like, I think she probably is a little annoyed that he's spending so much time with Andy, but feels like she can't say it. And then like, kind of. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Because I I think. You think she has jealousy over her relation, his relationship with. I don't think it's jealousy. I don't think it's jealousy. She's jealous that Pacey has a relation, a good relationship with her ex and she doesn't possibly that possibly that but also just like okay you guys broke up and now you're spending a ton of time over there like what the fuck's going on like Mm because and and i think that like i think what this episode does i don't know if i want to say it does it well it does it there's it's interesting of like the fact that like joey and pacey are two people in a relationship that have had major exes 
Like, yeah, yeah. And that like, you have to deal with that. Those are things yeah. that you have to deal with. And yeah. I think it's really, it's interesting the way that they, and I think this is part of the way that they're going to get into it. I mean, we're going to get into it later, but um, anyway. um, So she's kind of like, look, Pacey, like, I, I planned on talking to you about it. I was just like seeing if he was going to do it. And then she's like, and like, if you were upset about the question, like if you're upset, I, upset I asked him, it's like because of the question. And then yeah. she like lays out for him why she asked Dawson to do this mm-hmm. in a way that I actually think is really good. And like the ultimate thing she talks about, she talks about a few different things, but like is the day her mom died and like yeah. how Dawson was there for her. Yeah. No, this is the first time we understand what she thinks the assignment is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I kind of wish she had said that to Dawson. Like, you know, I mean, I'm just different. So I would have, I would have addressed this before I asked Dawson, you know, but like, you're just like, when we finally see like what she thought was happening, we don't know if that's what Dawson thought was happening. Right. We, We know Pacey didn't think that was happening or whatever. And, and so when we see that, we're like, okay, I guess this kind of makes sense. And Joey's like, you know, you can't be asked angry for like that. I asked him because like, that's why I asked him, you know, like you yeah. weren't there for that stuff. And, and Pacey's like, Pacey's you know, I'm like, not, Ugh. I'm not, I'm not angry that like, you I'm asked not him. I'm angry that you asked him. This is also about the question. Yeah. He's like, when do I get to be the person that knows you best? Yep. Exactly. And she's like crushed and like obviously because she knows what she just did, but it is kind of hard to watch her like, like, I guess not get Pacey. It's hard to watch her be stuck between these two. Yeah. It's hard to watch her to like, uh, it's hard to watch her not be like on Pacey's side in a way. Is that what I'm trying to say? I just don't see her being protective of her, his feelings enough. Right. Right. I I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like, it's hard that on the one hand, I agree with Gretchen saying you have to be a little bit selfish. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and I think she does. And then on the other hand, there's this part of me. I mean, I I guess I want to bring into this conversation. Like there's a part of me that's like, I don't understand how Pacey isn't the one who knows her the best at this point. Without a doubt. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's like hard for me to wrap my head around as well, because mm-hmm. like, again, mostly because the the question I think is being asked is not what Joey doesn't see it the same way I do, you yeah, know? Same, same. So that's why it's really hard to be there because I'm like, well, he knows you, your little kid, like he knows your life story, but I don't know if he actually knows you like the Joey Potter that you are right now. And yeah. like, I think Pacey knows you, the Joey Potter that you are now. So even if I get into her head about what she thinks the question is, I still don't think Dawson is the answer. However, in this situation, like I said, where I'm approaching it, I probably would ask Dawson because I think he would give an essay that would respond to the college, you know, admission person at Williams college. Absolutely. And I would just explain that to someone. I, you know, we're different people. So it's really hard to watch this because in every way it looks like, I think Joey's being mean and fucked up. She's being mean to Dawson's feelings too, by asking him to like, you know, revisit their huge history. 
Yeah, and I think, like, for me, I mean, I like that you say that about, like, the thing that Williams College is accepting, because, like, I think that that's actually the thing, right? Is it's, like, and and I, I get that that's, like, a hard thing to say to Pacey is, like, hey, Pace, I don't think you're going to write an essay that a college admissions board is going to love. Right. And, like, that's hard. That's really hard, particularly because we know that, like, they have this rift between them of, like, Joey is definitely going to college, and right. Pacey is almost certainly not. Right. And like, and that he, it's, it's a, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder about it. And, and, you know, they've already had a couple of moments of like anxiety or fear about that and right. what that means for them. And I think that's a really hard thing to bring up, but also I think it's the more real thing to bring up. Yeah. So. No, I totally agree. And also like, just being honest about that would help Pacey with his insecurities. I think, you know, by being like, I'm not saying that you're dumb. I'm just saying like, we can both agree that you being able to write this type of essay, like it's not, might not be the best leg up for me getting into this college. And if you want to try to like, then try, but like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so we go then to Leary's Fresh Fish um, and Dawson is like walking up and Joey kind of catches him outside and he's, you know, she's like, oh, you're working? And he's like, no, I'm having dinner with Andy. And Joey's like, oh, wait, really? Wait, because I'm having dinner with Andy. What's happening? Right. And then Jack walks up and he, everyone's like, dinner with Andy? Yeah. Like, and he's like... Jack's like, yeah, yeah, what the fuck is happening? And they walk into the restaurant and Pacey's sitting there. And right. they're like, uh, huh. dinner with Andy. Where's Andy? She's yeah, yeah. Doing- they're like, <laughs> obviously, like, coming together about what's happening. Yeah. And, Jack- and Pacey's like, she's in the bathroom. Don't shoot the diner. <laughs> right. I'm just here because I was summoned. Yeah. And, like, Andy comes out and she's like, well, hang on. Cause Dawson's like, okay, tell us why we're here. And she's like, no, 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 we're not all here. And that's when Jen walks in. Yeah. And Jack's like, no, I'm leaving. And Jen's like, no, 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 sorry. She's broken. And she's like, I'll, I'll leave, you know? And Andy's like, what the fuck? I'm leaving. And yeah. they're like, what? So and she's here like, we go. Yeah. <laughs> here I we go. need Lock you all in. to take a seat, you know? Yeah. And she, like, stands up and gives a speech about how, like, it shouldn't have taken a, sh- a scheme to get everyone together. And, yeah. like, you know, she kind of echoes what Dawson said in the third season of, like, her she's so lucky to have this group of friends and her friends are everything. And it, like, mm-hmm. sucks that they're in this position where they are. And yeah. she just is, like, and this whole bullshit with blaming Jen, you yeah. gotta stop it. Hard pass. Like, yeah, okay, t- she had the drugs but i took them like yeah, what is yeah. happening here it was like my what fault. are we really mad about like she's like can we dismantle this really toxic narrative about possession of two tabs of ecstasy <laughs> right. means that jen is a terrible person like right. i'm the one who took the drugs <laughs> what's going on here so what we're saying is possession is worse than actual use right and then she looks at Pacey and Joey and Dawson and she's like, you know, you guys are so lucky. Like, do you have any idea how rare it is to like have these friends that you've known your entire life? And we, we sort of, you know, through this whole speech, like we're seeing everyone's faces and Joey at this point is crying. Yeah. And like, you know, Andy's like, you shouldn't underestimate that. 
And like she goes, you know, in the end, you always go back to the people that were there in the beginning. And in the beginning, there were the three of you. And of course, we get this shot of Joey sitting in between Dawson in between. and Daisy, <laughs> which I just like couldn't hate more. And she's um, like crying and they're like not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then Andy is like, looks at Jack and Jen and is like, you two, yeah. this is inexcusable. Inexcusable. This is bullshit. Oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> and she's like, you know, the the biggest reason that I thought that I might stay in Cape Side was like, I didn't want to leave you alone, Jack. Like, I didn't want to leave you without a sister. And then I realized that you would have one. Yeah. She's and... like, I'm just bummed watching you like this. Yeah. And Joey's crying and so's Jen. But then the dudes are like stone faced. And you're like, okay. Yeah, okay. And then it's so sweet. Jen stands up and hugs Andy. Well, so Andy says that like when she first came to Cape Side, she didn't know about love or friendship, but all of these people taught her a lot. And then she says this line that I think is utter bullshit where she's <laughs> like, maybe by leaving, I can return the favor. Because in the thought of ending the things the way they are right now, it's like not how I want to remember you. And I'm like, fuck that shit. What the hell is that? <laughs> like you're just... leaving because you're all friends? Like, what the fuck? Andy? I know. Like, that is not a, like, I mean, leave if you're going to leave. But like, yeah, the, the writers are just trying to convince <laughs> us of something that just doesn't, doesn't make, sense. make sense. Yeah. And then that's when Jen gets up and hugs Andy, who is like really crying at this point. Yeah. Also, Meredith Monroe is like great in that scene, and I like me. I mean, the fact that they wrote her off this show is bullshit. I fucking hate it. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) So anyway, so we cut to the bathroom where Pacey is like waiting outside, and Joey comes up, and he's like, or she's like, "I'm so sorry," (laughs) like you know, and he's like, "No, no, no." let me apologize. Like, I'm sorry too. Like you hit a nerve and like, I was being like myself. Yeah. And then she's like, the thing is like Dawson knows my past and like, you know who you are going to be in 10 years. You're going to be the person who knows my, who knows me best. Yeah. You're my future. Which is a pretty, yeah. I mean, that's a, if you're going to make up with someone about this, that's not a bad way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dawson knows my past my future lies yeah. with you I was like Whew, yeah that yeah, that's why like you just see how Joey's tendency to lie is what always gets her in trouble right. like it, like this is something they could have like literally talked out right before he went to go buy groceries <laughs> sure uh, true so then she's like, you know, she kind of chuckles at him and is like, you know, you didn't even like me three years ago. And yeah. he's like, well, you always, you always tease, tease the ones you love. The ones you love. <laughs> and they kiss. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. And you always have to deal with the ones you used to love. And so this is my thing about this. Like, I do like that these two people have to deal with their exes. Like, I think yeah. that's so real, particularly in high school, when you're like, all have to be around each other all the time. Um, you know, right. it's like, I don't always love how this storytelling is playing out. But like, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's interesting. Um, no, I totally agree. I think it's such a disservice that in like the real world, we like act like you, your ex is your enemy because like we live in, we have to acknowledge mm-hmm. we live in a world where divorce is pretty pervasive. So yeah. if you're constantly told that your ex is your enemy like how the fuck are you gonna co-parent yeah like 
that's so wild. <laughs> no. So Pacey looks over and we see Dawson and Andy at a table and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. the ones these people used to love. And we get, of course, yeah. right here, the song cue of Sarah McLaughlin's I Will Remember You, which is I just know. like, <laughs> um, <laughs> just like, if you're not crying already, we're, that's, we're about yeah. to start. Um, Sarah's gonna make you. Yes, Sarah's Sarah's here for you. And so Joey like kisses Pacey on the forehead and they hug, which you know I always love a forehead kiss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I thought of you. <laughs> I know. I was like, love it, love it. And we cut out then to Jen, like who's like crying and leaving the restaurant so we get some air. Yeah. Yeah. And Jack comes behind her and he's like, "Oh, is that the girl I tell my secrets to?" Or and he's like. And they she's like, is that the guy? Yeah, is that the guy who used to listen, you know? And it is really cute. Yeah, my heart. It's really cute. Because Jack's like, like, I never stopped listening. Like, I didn't like what I was hearing. And Yeah. And he, so he kind of like, I guess, explains that he was worried that she was like, Changing. starting to be a drug user again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what we're supposed to think about I, it? I guess, I guess. I mean, it's not explicit, but... <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I was just worried you were changing on me. And yeah. so again, I'm like, okay, so now <laughs> that she's cha- like, what? Okay. Yeah. And she like says like to him, like, I'm the same person, like yeah. the girl that screws up from time to time, you know, <laughs> like that has a complicated relationship with my past and that right. has people that will just judge me at the drop of a dime. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and same, same, it's yeah. been happening four seasons now. <laughs> right. And and to Jack's credit, he does apologize, actually apologizes. And then Jen's mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't I don't really need an apology. I need someone who's going to stand by me. And like, you know, are you willing to do that? Yeah. And he asks her, like, if you're willing to keep standing. Yeah. And my thing is that I do really love this scene, even though I think that Jack needs to do a bit of soul searching as to why he like immediately blamed Jen for all of this. I totally agree. I mean, and because we don't see that journey in this episode, it's kind of it. It's a cute moment, but it feels like not enough. Yeah, I agree. So then we go to the waterfront, like across from Leary's Fresh Fish, where Joey is like hanging and Dawson like walks to her Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, I thought I'd find you here. And Joey says, I thought you didn't know me anymore. And I just cannot stress enough that Sarah McLaughlin is going to continue to play through all of this. <laughs> yeah. And he, she says it kind of nice, though. And yeah. he's like, look, I just have to admit to you, like, it would have been painful for me to write that. So, like, that's why I couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, to you know? write how well I knew you was going to be. Yeah. And he's just like, but if you still want me to write the paper, like, I'll do it. Yeah. And she's like, you know, yeah, I would. And and then she thanks him. Yeah. She's like, you know, thank you for doing it. Yeah. And they, like, look over and they see Pacey and Andy sitting on a bench. And yeah. Dawson's like it's nice to see them like so close, you know, and you can see how they're both like mourning the, or like disappointed in the fact that they can't have the friendship that Pacey and Andy have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that's what the line, cause Joey says it gives them something to hold on to. Do you think that that's what that line is? Cause I feel like I've never really understood that line, but I what don't you're get saying, it. 
but okay. I think I think that's what it kind of made me yeah. believe is that they're looking at that like, man, we wish we could be like those kind of friends. Like they, yeah. you know, PC and Andy are really close, and like, you know, at this yeah, they're point, they're yeah. they're closer than Dawson and Joey are at this sure. point, and you know, I think it would be painful to see that it's available to someone, <laughs> but not to you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, cause Dawson's like, well, you know, you should come inside and like, I'm going to give us something all something to hold on to. Yeah. And then we move over to Pacey and Andy where P- Andy's like, this might be the last time. And Pacey like cuts her off and is like, no, like, no, don't say that. <laughs> nope. Like no way you're going to be and... back. There's prom, there's graduation. Yeah. And Andy's like, but there's also a whole world out there. Like you said yeah. it, you know? And he's like, is that why you're leaving you? You because of what I said. And uh, and oh, Andy's like, well, I don't know, but you did give me strength. You gave me my strength. Mm-hmm. And he just like totally pumps her up with everything she brings to the table. Yeah. She, he's like, you know, because she's like, you know, I needed like you gave me strength to do the things I needed to do, but was too afraid. And he's like, no, no, you do not get to use the term afraid while being self-referential. Like, yeah, you can use brave and occasionally stalwart. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, not stalwart. Fuck that. Word. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's like, you know, you get stalwart. Like, it's real cute. It's just yeah. like, I, I, I also like, I wanted to point out in this moment that like these two on screen together, like it is, they're really, they are really great on screen with they each are. other. Yeah. They have really good chemistry. And also in that moment, I felt like the way that, Pacey's like using these words and the way he's mm. talking you kind of like I was like I don't know maybe he could write that essay with enough direction. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah totally and and Pacey then like is like you know we're all gonna miss your optimism and like you're just like ardent belief that like everything is wonderful until proven crap right and he's like you know I really hope that you leave a little bit of that with us um mm-hmm and they they are yeah. like they hug and are like well, I'm gonna she miss you. Is like I'm yeah, it's so sweet. Oh I my know. god, this is not fair that they're doing this to her I hate it. and to yeah. us. To be honest, you yeah, know, the viewer, yeah. So they go inside to Leary's Fresh Fish, and Jack has another apology to make, and mm. he says to Andy, like he was like, I'm just like sorry, like I'm scared to not have you around anymore. Like that's yeah. gonna be really hard on me. And I was and, like, they to hug, say and, yeah, yeah. And she's just like, well, you're my brother. We don't say goodbye. Yeah, to make any sense, right? <laughs> and they they both tell each other that they love each other, and like they have this nice hug. And then Dawson has, of course, set up a camera and Sarah McLaughlin swells. It's been playing the whole time, but it swells. Yeah. And Andy, like, is between Dawson and Casey. And, like, kind of right before the camera takes the picture, she, like, slips herself out and makes Dawson put his arm around Casey and, like, goes to a different part of the photo. And we we get this great group photo, like, of all six of them together. Yeah. Um... And it's it's a great. I love it. I know. I mean, it's like bittersweet. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, this is where we say goodbye to Andy, and like, there's a part of me like I think this is a really beautiful episode, particularly the ending of the episode is mm-hmm. beautiful. But like, I also kind of hate this episode because like, 
I think that they should not have let Andy go. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think I, I can't remember where it might've been a commentary or an interview or something with Greg Prange or not Greg Prange. What's his name? Paul, Paul Stupin. Stupin. And he was like, you know, he kind of like made this inference at one point that like they should have let Meredith Monroe go earlier, but they liked her so much that they didn't. And like, I think that's bullshit. Yeah. Like they shouldn't have let her go at all. She was a great character and they should have found good storylines for her. And she also has um, like chemistry with all of the the other characters. Like she can be paired with anyone and is really good on screen. Exactly. So, like she even brings out a better James Vanderbeek, I think. So totally. I don't really get it. I, d- I don't understand why they had to get rid of her character. I don't either. I don't either. And, and to tell you the truth, I was saying this to Aaron beforehand. I feel like sometimes we blame the writers, but I, I'm like trying, I'm starting to like turn my ire about some of the shittier storylines towards Paul Stupin, who yeah. was a non-writing producer. And I kind of think it was his fault. <laughs> you yeah. guys, like I'm kind of like there, he had the same, he had the thing about Nikki Green. There was like a lot of things where I was like, I don't feel like Paul Stupin really understands this fucking show that he was like, the person who was in charge of basically right yeah yeah and uh, he comes from we looked him up and he he like comes from 90210 era so the yeah. way he thinks teen shows are have like completely changed or right. like because of dawson's creek they've changed right but like his understanding of what they need like to be super soapy and weird like i don't know if, if he had his finger on the pulse anymore yeah um, I also want to say after we fade, of course, we get a card that is in love and loving memory of David Dukes. Um, yeah. Who's Mr. Mr. McPhee. McPhee. Yeah. He died of a heart attack not long after filming this episode. And I know I've heard from, you know, I've read some things from the cast and stuff that he was like this amazing guy to work with and like nothing yeah. like the character that he plays. Right. Yeah. And also today when I was looking up some info about him, I learned that his widow is the former poet laureate of California, um, Carol oh, cool. Muskie Dukes. Um, if you are in the L.A. literary scene, you probably know Carol Muskie Dukes. I know I've met her many times. She's um, she uh, is in the creative writing program at USC. Um, and her poetry collection Sparrow, which came out in 2003, was a finalist for the National Book Award, but also is about her marriage to David Dukes and the loss of him. Um, and yeah, because he died so young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so young. if you're if you if you want, that's you know, I yeah, I remember. I, I haven't read it, but this episode when they did that, I was like, oh my god, it was so heartbreaking. <laughs> I remember it too. Yeah, but um, but anyway, I didn't know that Carol Muskie Dukes was his widow, and um, she's a person that I I don't really know her that well, but like I I know yeah, I've worked with her and near her um right. before, so yeah, cool, that's awesome, yeah. yeah. So who are you rooting for? Um, I mean, I'm rooting for Andy to go and like spread her wings and like I know, g- I girl, you know, I'm gonna miss you greatly, but go. Um, I'm rooting for Jen. <laughs> Ooh, Jen. still haven't seen Graham's apologize to her. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna hold my breath, but I know. Um, <laughs> I'm rooting for Jen. Yeah, uh, that's kind of it. <laughs> To be quite honest in this episode, I mean, I think, you know. Yeah, I mean, Dawson's fine. They're all fine. fine. But yeah, but yeah, I definitely am rooting for Jen and Andy only. Yeah. 
exactly the ladies i'm I'm rooting for the ladies so yeah yeah all right from our listener corner uh Mm -hmm. this is from kate um i've been having some great convos on twitter lately regarding the way that dawson leans into anger and the acting choices involved in that which is raised is something that i hadn't thought about a whole lot until your podcast raised it. And now I'm obsessed. Kevin (laughs) Williamson has confirmed that Joshua Jackson originally auditioned for Dawson, but was deemed by the network to have too much charisma to play the film nerd. Hmm. But I keep thinking like, what if he had, what if Josh was cast as Dawson and for argument's sake, James was cast as Pacey. Do you think that would have changed the way we feel about the characters? And are there any times where you think Dawson's dialogue or action would have been less despicable portrayed differently and vice versa? For the, for example, at the end of two gentlemen of Cape side, when Dawson says until then, I always feel like it was so smug in that moment. And he's holding Mm -hmm. the possibility of friendship over Pacey's head rather than being like, I really hope I can forgive you and get back what we had, which I, I think is what the writer was going for. Just wondering your thoughts on that. I mean, yeah, definitely. I think an anti-prom when Dawson is so angry, Mm -hmm. how could you do that to me? Like I, like I, that's like the perfect example. I think if you were a little bit more like heart, break it heartbroken which he was but like but like how could you do that to me like a little bit softer and gentler if he had made a different choice and I kind of have always felt this way with subsequent rewatches of this show that James Vanderbeek like knew how people felt about him in season three so he does make some different choices mm-hmm. he's not as good of an actor so you see him make these choices and then like that are like softer and more nuanced, but he can't maintain it for a whole episode and he'll kind of like, you know, come mm-hmm. back to it. But you see him trying for sure. Yeah. I mean, to be a little bit more nuanced. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I, I agree with you. And I think Pacey, like there's a lot of things where I think like if Josh Jackson was playing Dawson, there's a way in which, because I don't know, like we talked about in season three, like in like in um, the longest day, even and and uh, what's the boat one, <laughs> the boat race one? Show, show, show me, me love. love, show me love, and like um, all of the and anti prom, like all of those where he's so oh, even in the beginning of the finale where he's like so angry at her, like he's mm-hmm. just in every single one of those, like he's just so angry and like there's this part Mm -hmm. of me that's like i get it like that (laughs) it's infuriating when you're like feel a certain way and then like someone doesn't feel that way back like it is you Mm -hmm. know you get to have it but there's also so much other stuff going on and i think like and perhaps we can talk about that later i mean i think even with josh jackson and andy like um and meredith monroe like when when pacey learns that andy cheated on him like Anger is part of the emotional sort of like mm-hmm. thing that we go through with with Josh Jackson, mm-hmm. but like it's not the only thing. Yeah, you know there are these moments, and even like in the scene where like or in the in that episode, that terrible episode where um with Rob, where like they end up at the true love, like Pacey oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, Andy, yeah, and then like. like the next morning when she kind of is like oh like we're you know Mm -hmm. and thinks they're back together kind of and we can't tell whether or not they actually slept together yeah yeah. Um, (laughs) like 
there's this way in which like he you can feel the like he cares for her and he wants her to be okay and also he's really disappointed in himself for like mm-hmm. not kind of like drawing boundaries Th- there's there's more going on and i think like i think in the way like if you had someone that was able to carry a bit more nuance like you don't have I mean, in a way, it's like you don't have season three, right? Joey doesn't have to go off and be with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she she could, certainly. But, like, there's this way in which by the end of season three, it's like there's you can't even imagine that she and Dawson are going to get back together. Yeah. Like. No, totally. They're and so far I think apart. On yeah. The flip side, like, you know, in Stolen Kisses, like if James Vanderbeek was playing Pacey, the way that he would <laughs> deliver the, like, you can't say something like that to me and not expect me to kiss you. <laughs> right, right. You know, I'm going to give you the count of 10. Like, it <laughs> yeah, would yeah, be yeah. like that. Yeah. And it would be it's like, more aggressive. Not what yeah. we think that scene is, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, if it yeah. was like the way I think James Vanderbeek would deliver that, it would be like, what the fuck? Get away from her. Like, yeah. come on, you know? Yeah. And so it wouldn't feel like the same way. I mean, I, yeah, I think that. Pacey or sorry Joshua Jackson like he had an idea of who he wanted Pacey to be and like he grew with that character and he grew that character but he really like thought about the character like that's the opinion I have I mean he went so far to shut down production when he didn't like the storylines they were giving him to protect the character of Pacey and I don't know that James Vanderbeek had like a full idea of who he wanted the audience to think Dawson is yeah well and it's interesting because I I mean even um Josh Jackson in uh Little Fires Everywhere who plays kind of Mm -hmm. a I mean he's not like a horrible person but he's he's kind of shitty for a lot of that that um series it's like you but you do feel a humanity in him even when he's behaving Mm -hmm. sometimes like an asshole um it's like there's a humanity in him that's like different and like actually like you know i not to shit all over james vanderbeek because actually there are roles of james vanderbeek that i fucking love um Mm -hmm. but a lot of times they're the asshole roles like in in rules of attraction and in pose um i think he's great in both of those shows i i love watching him in those shows but also he plays a fucking dick (laughs) You know, I mean, he does it really well. And I, and that's not at all to say that that's what he's like in real life. I have no fucking clue. I, I'm right, not, yeah, I don't totally. presume any actor is like their characters in real life. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I think he plays a dick better than most people. Uh, yeah, definitely good at the like privileged white dude, like yeah. horrible dick, you know? Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. And so, and so my thing is like, it's hard, it's just hard for me to see him in this like role where I'm supposed to not think of him like that when he seems to be behaving in that way. Exactly. Um, you know? Yeah, so. totally. Interesting. I think that's why he's aged so poorly, the character of Dawson, because yeah the behavior that was more or less like acceptable by society, like the way we treated Britney Spears and everything <sighs> is just like, it, it's been ripped apart, like in the 20 yeah. plus years since, since this show was created, thankfully. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy that to see that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Free Britney. Um, seriously, yeah. seriously. Yeah. So, and for our new segment that will be named next week, um, Mm -hmm. this is from Joanne. Mm -hmm. 
I'm from the Isle of Man, a small island in the middle of the Irish Sea, not part of the UK. We're totally independent, <laughs> which I didn't know. <laughs> I do know that. I actually did know that. Yeah. I, I've seen it from Liverpool, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and our education system is vastly different from the US. Although there is an encouragement for any student of any background to go to university, there is equally enough support for those who choose not to and remain on the island with no shame either. And to and to go into a work or probation programs to learn trades, plumbing, etc. Although I went to university with financial support from our local department, being from a single parent family, my boyfriend, now fiance, congratulations, um, chose to learn a trade and my three closest friends chose to work. By the time I had completed university, my boyfriend and friends had arguably more skills and understanding than me with dealing with the real world in a work environment. Mm. Awesome. Um, dude, first of all, that feeling is universal and real. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Aaron, when we graduated from college, um, I, we went to your friend's wedding, um, at the Four right. Seasons in Carlsbad. Ranch- yeah, that area, Rancho Santa Fe, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that. So, and, and it was like, we, you know. I think I was making $24,000 a year. Like I was making no yeah. money. Um, and, and She was like um, one of my richest friends from high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a beautiful wedding. Um, and I was a plus one. Um, and we went there and, and it was at the Four Seasons. And I remember you and I and, and our other friend, Aaron, having a conversation with the bartender. And mm-hmm. I, I was kind of just like probing. I was like, you don't have to tell me any of this, but like, what is like, what's the, what's the deal with like being a bartender at the Four Seasons? And he's like, it's kind of great. I work four days a week. He's like, people tip so well. He's like, there's one guy that comes in every day and leaves me a hundred dollar tip. Um, and then he was like, and I get, you know, two weeks of paid vacation oh, and yeah. I get 12 go to free any, nights, uh, yeah, <laughs> 12 free nights a year at any, yeah. at any four seasons. I've never forgotten this. It like haunts <laughs> me to this day. And I was like, I remember having this moment of like, what the fuck did I go to college for? <laughs> like, are you fucking serious? I, and, and it's one of those things where like, I remember because the person you were dating at the time didn't go to college and was like working and made a lot of money. Um, And a couple of our other friends had like not gone to college and were working and made a lot of money and like knew all this stuff. And we were, I was just like, (laughs) I make $24,000 a year. (laughs) Luckily I didn't have any debt. Thank God. $1 more than minimum wage. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And like, I was just like, this sucks. I have no money. It's so shitty. And like, I don't really know how to deal with anything because I've been in college. And I think that's such a real like thing, right? Is it's like I had spent four years reading Charles Dickens and like Dostoevsky and like, yeah, sure. I can do this thing that you and I now do, which is like rip apart a piece of media (laughs) (laughs) for fucking hours on end. But like, that's about all I fucking (laughs) equipped to do. And I I distinctly remember that. So like, I think that's like fucking real as shit. Like I, I, even still sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I should have just gone into construction. (laughs) (laughs) No offense to my UCSE education, which I did enjoy, but um, yeah. No, totally. I mean, I love that they don't shame you. That's amazing. Yeah, can, yeah. can we get that here? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And then I do want to like say that I'm not saying that college is bad. <laughs> so I'm definitely not saying no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> I listen to this Sunday sermon every Sunday from um, one of the ambassadors of Black Lives Matter LA. And they were saying something that I just want to like, they do transcripts. So th- this is from them. And they said, it's in, but to me, it's important that we understand we have to have a relationship to expertise. We mm. cannot forfeit it for the sake of accessibility. The point to make things accessible is to remove the obstacles, not to remove the expertise. We have to remove the obstacles that stop people from getting there. That's our job. So like, yeah. that's what I think we're doing right here yeah just to be clear yeah totally yeah totally and like I said you know I don't I I, I'm pleased with the education I got and I'm happy that I got it but also yeah I think it's I think I don't think that there's I think that there's a beauty to going to college but there's a beauty to the other options as well yeah and and for me it's like it doesn't matter I I don't think you're going to be better or worse at something if you didn't go to college but I do think I do agree that there are things that require an expertise and I think that that transcends college I cannot rebuild a carburetor I have to go to someone who has that expertise yeah they said expertise takes years and peers years mm -hmm. and peers yeah. So if you would like me to come shuck oysters for you, I have years <laughs> and years of expertise for that. But if you would like me to a balance a checkbook, you should not ask me because I'm fucking terrible at it. That's all we're saying. Exactly. <laughs> ask Aaron. She'll do it for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Thank you, Kate, for your question. Yeah. And thank you, Joanne, for sharing your story. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening and, you know, making space with us. What a mm-hmm. time to be alive. <laughs> it's wild out there so you know (laughs) we stand with the farmers in india we do it's really dark um i have more to say but i probably shouldn't Uh, (laughs) free britney definitely gosh that's horrible 2008 it's really sad also just completely selfishly Aaron and I would like to go see her in Vegas so we would like this to be her so she'll do that (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) just I know that's 100% a selfish thing but yeah yeah sometimes like free her like come Mm, on this is so wild um or at least get her father out of there it's a clear conflict of interest like I think that might have some of that might have gone through today a little bit uh, there were some changes today, just an FYI. I didn't read oh. the articles. Um, anyways, Free Britney, mm. uh, Black Lives Matter, defund yep. the police, yep. protect democracy. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, well... Things aren't better, but we're still here talking shit on Dawson. So, <laughs> <laughs> so some you things can don't find, change. <laughs> yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us Dawson's Critique, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Email us your experiences with your high school. Um, and uh, we have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. You can order our book. I forgot two things. <laughs> okay. 
I remember everything. Life lessons from Dawson's Creek. Do you want to say your two things and then yeah. I'll give the bookstores? <laughs> <laughs> we want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. I have to issue a correction from last week because I said that Magic City Books was in Oklahoma City and it's really in Tulsa. And oh. of course, I live right now with an Oklahoma City person and uh-huh. um, that went over not too well <laughs> in this household. <laughs> so apologies. Magic City Books is in Tulsa. I think this week what I will point you to is um, third third place books in Seattle, Washington. Um, they are a wonderful bookstore. Uh, and I know Seattle is kind of buried under snow right now. So, um, yeah. so hit up your local bookstores there. We would like to thank, uh, uh, oh, wait, if you, shit, please like <laughs> us, review. We're professionals. Okay. <laughs> I know. It, last week we were like drunk we were too great. practically, but we weren't. What happened? No, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's been a long week. Yeah. <laughs> Please like us, subscribe, review, wherever it is you get your podcasts. It helps us immensely when you do that. And thank you to those of you who have done it already. We do read them and um, yeah. brightens us up a little bit. Um, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Pesty1079. We would like to thank, as always, Andrew Bush, who in the best of times records us. And right now it is not the best of times, uh, mm-hmm. but we can't wait till we get back to that. Um, maybe May. <sighs> Who knows? I don't want to say that. Don't say that. I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, Rare Bird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at Rare Bird Lit. This has been a Rare Bird production.